apologize for the technical difficulties we had last night. Did, I mean, Gary, whoever was there, did a tremendous job. In just a few minutes, was able to switch it over. And you Americans don't know what happened, but we were in the middle of Zoom. We were like three quarters through the shear, and all of a sudden, I disappeared. Wow, Rav Shlomo Klein is there. Givaldik. Today is the 17th day in the Oimer. And this is an emotional day for me. These were the last, last words that my mother, Zechariah Levracha, said. She was 49 years old. She said these words, and then she was nifted a couple days later. Her yard site is going to be in a few days. So every time I say these words, very emotional. Uh, she was very medactic in uh, Sirius Laimer. She always used to make us crazy, wake us up in the middle of the night. She once woke me up at 2 in the morning. Yeah, oh, you forgot to say Sirius Laimer. Anyway. Those were her last words. Um, today's shir is being sponsored. Lilu Nishmas, Aravi Yisrael, Ben Shmuel, Rabbi Cantor, Robert Unger. And we have, I think he's one of the guys from the Chabura, if I'm not mistaken. Last night, uh, a minute before shir, I printed this out. Leon, I don't know, I think he guess, I guess he knows him. He's from Manchester. Or Mayer, Hakoyen, Ben Yehudas Gittel, Rufur Shleima. Yes, anybody? He's from Manchester? He's from the Chabura? Chabura's Manchester, I guess. He's one of our Chaverim. He needs a Rafur Shlem Bukhari. Um, yeah, um, so last night we had this uh, technical difficulty, and Gary immediately was able to switch over from YouTube and put the YouTube screen onto Zoom. So, and then a lot of people just went onto YouTube. It was a mistake. I think it was an honest mistake. One of the guys was scribbling on the screen. He didn't mean to do so. He was one of the technical tech guys, I believe. He's not going to do it again, I hope. So somebody sent me a, a, a very... Uh, he was very upset. How's it shy? I don't, I don't think... Uh, I, I heard later on he was trying something, a signature or whatever, and he, he messed up. Anyway, let me Hopefully we don't run out, but if we do, we have to find another solution to Zoom if it goes out. I need to get another sort of modem or whatever. So, uh, in terms of today's sponsor, he writes like this. His father, Rabbi Cantor Robert Unger, Rabbi Strobin Shmuel, was born in Hungary. He was just five years old when they escaped from the Nazis and they sent him to Auschwitz. When he was 18, he was drafted to the Army Korean War, and he ended up being a chaplain, because they had no chaplains, they sent everybody home, so he ended up being the chaplain in Korea. That's where our good buddy Yeshua Enterprise is from. Grew up in Korea. I don't know if it's the same one. And there's a lot of news about Korea these days. Kinwan, I don't know, the Israelis claim he's dead, the Americans don't even know about it. The Israelis know better than the Americans. Here's a good one. Listen to this, Rabbi said this, this nifter... He was offered a contract by the New York Giants to play professional baseball, but turned it down because of Shabbos. And then he was a chazan. He was in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, okay. I want to say there's a, before I say an email, we received a very emotional uh, voice message. I wish it was an email so it'd have more, but I heard the message. It was a message from David Steinhardt's sister-in-law. You know David Steinhardt? I haven't seen him around on Zoom. Is he on Zoom at all? Noam, you see him on Zoom, Bechlal? No. 
He was a he was a big uh, he was a pretty big kavua by us. When we uh, maybe he doesn't have a zoom, who knows? But anyways, his sister in law, her name is Amy. She lives in Gimel, and I mentioned this story before. It was very emotional because she just got remarried to my friend's brother. I have a friend, Aaron Hamnick, in New York, and I, I spoke about. It. I don't want to say what I spoke about them because whatever. He's this guy is not well. He's in the hospital. So this guy gets married a year ago in Gimel, I don't know, he's in his 40s maybe. And uh, so Gimel is just, uh, I could see Gimel from my house, I'm looking at Gimel right now. He was walking in the rain, he slipped, fell, hit his head. He was in a coma. And because of Corona and everything, even his wife couldn't visit him. A very sad story. They just got married and he's in a coma, young guy. And he gets out of the coma. And she tells, I mean, you could ask Yosef, he heard this uh, thing. He told me he was very emotional when he heard it as well. He starts asking for the eight-minute daf. Like, he's not 100% there. He's like, but I need the eight-minute daf. Where's the eight-minute daf? So she sent me this message. I thought it was very cool. Uh, and she brought him a lot of eight-minute daf stuff. Oh, here's some pictures of... He made a seder in Korea. You see this guy? This is our... Not, not, not a hamnik, but our, our sponsor. And here's a picture of him back in Korea. All right. So that was that. Now, I think he was listening. To Ellie, do you think he was listening to the eight-minute doc when he fell down on the floor? <laughs> like, that's why he fell? No, not the eight-minute. Maybe the regular year. Maybe the regular year. Not the eight-minute. Chas v'shalom. Eight-minute. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> You're saying that he, that's what, like, the first thing when he woke up, he's like, I'm in the middle of the eight-minute. Where was I? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, there's her belly. This is from our good friend. I waited all the way to, to Sunday morning to read this because... Every time I see Shlaimi Klein online on Zoom, it gives me a lot of chizuk because he was mamish sick and he sent us a picture with him and breathing and, uh, you know, Corona and he beat it and he's a symbol of getting over this and he just writes a quick note. I heard you asking for me during Shir. I'm Baruch Hashem back on the wagon watching during the day here in New York on YouTube. I work overnight, so unfortunately the only night I can join live is Matzi Shabbos. He wrote me this days ago and I'm sincerely looking forward to doing so. The last Zoom Shir I was part of was wonderful and the shmuz after solidifies the feeling of belonging and made me feel like one of the guys. You see, everybody keeps on saying the same, chazring over, the chabura, the chabura. Hashem bent you with a big heart and is palpable watching as you share the joys of loyelenu, sadness of the chevra. May Hashem continue to give you hakol bakol mikol kol miyode amalea psuchobak doisho. P.S. I brought Hashem spent Sunday starting to catch up and managed a lot of blood, Baruch Hashem. Sincerely, shleimi from Crown Heights. Yavaldik. So he's catching up, but he's not going to fall behind. He's going to be with the daf with us, what we're doing right now, and he's going to catch up. All right. Uh, okay. No more for today. Let's let's try to catch. Let's let's try to stick to the times here. Daf nun aleph. We're holding by a brand new mishnah. Loki sahu. So here's the the question of the day today. A lot of people know this, the answer to this, but it's a, it's a very cool question. If you take out ice on Shabbos from the freezer, and it's in the ice dish, and it melts, are you allowed to drink it on Shabbos? What's the problem? Not allowed. It went from being solid to liquid. Is it a problem? Not a problem. Anybody? Now, I will tell you, what do you say, Noam? Is it a problem? I can't see you. It's not a problem. 
Not a problem. Okay. Noam says it's not a problem. That's what we're going to learn today. I will tell you that it's a big problem if you put it in the sun to melt on purpose. David, David Dimbart. I was about to read your email, but Dimbart, David Dimbart from Highland Park, uh, Illinois, the, the owner of the uh, coffee factory. Well, we ran out of time. What are we going to do next time? But I see him on the screen here. Baruch Hashem. It's Shabbos by him. It's like, I don't know what time in the morning. That's question number one. If there's a problem of drinking ice that melts. Here's another question. Going back to Hatmana. So I could insulate my food before Shabbos. Watch out. No, no, no. That's, you just made it crooked. Put it back. Put it back. It was good. Before. No. Like this. Okay, here. Don't look over there. It's, it's good. No, it's good. <laughs> crooked or not crooked? Huh? It's okay. Oh, it's, it's cutting off my head. So put it back. Push it back a little bit. I have Mary with me today. But now you're going to make it crooked and this. Okay, go all the way back. More, more, more. Zoom out a little bit. That's all. Ah, you zoom out. There we go. No. No, that was something else. I just did something bad. Okay, okay. Okay. Like that. That's better. All right. So you, you're not allowed to... You're, let's say what you're allowed. You're allowed to take a blanket that's not moist of hevel. It doesn't add any heat. You're allowed to wrap up your food before Shabbos, as we're going to learn in a second, and wrap it up for Shabbos. On Shabbos itself... You're not allowed to wrap up your food on Shabbos, even with a blanket that's not moist of hevel. Forget about the, the blech, forget about everything else. Question. I wrapped up my stuff before Shabbos in a nice blanket, but I feel that it's not enough. So what do I do? I take off the blanket, and I bring a very thick blanket. Mutter or aser. I just took it off, to, to start out from scratch, I'm not allowed to. That we said. To start from Friday, I'm allowed to. What if on Shabbos, I undo everything, now I have a naked pot, and I'm going to start over and take another blanket, and, and, and a, a larger blanket, a bigger blanket, is that allowed or not? Anybody? Yes? No? Shake your head? Nobody? No, you're not allowed. Dr. Epstein says no. David Kornblu says yes. Okay, good. We have machlekes. So we're going to see soon. Beseder, says the Gemara. By the way, I see Yitzi Spiro. Yitzi, you weren't on last night because I asked for you. You weren't on. But I did read. I, 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 you said, I don't have to. So I was medayik. I don't have to read your email. But if I want to, I could. It wasn't like an Easter. I thought it was a funny joke. He says it's okay. Because his father said that he wishes, Noam, you weren't on last night. But his father said, his, I, I, learned, I learned how to be an electrician by his father for two years. He says, I hope he's a better Dafi guy than an electrician. That's what he said. Okay. I thought it was great. Says the Mishnah, So if you didn't do this Atmana on Friday, like we just discussed, you have to do Atmana on Friday. You can't do Atmana on Shabbos. I'm not allowed to do it once it's Shabbos. What if I did what I was supposed to? I covered it on Friday. I did atmana again with something that's not moist of hevel. It doesn't add anything. 
just a regular simple blanket, no blech underneath or anything like we were discussing the other day. By the way, I see there's a lot of interest in having Rabbi Pesan or somebody like that give us a nice shir and atmana. Some of the things that we were discussing is, are you allowed to wrap a challah before Shabbos? My wife does it. I don't know where she got the header from. Is it mutter to wrap a challah before Shabbos in aluminum foil and then put it on the blech or on the this? Question number one. So we saw some, most people say it's okay if it's one layer. Some people say even one layer is not good. Two layers is a problem. Okay, let's talk about that maybe. Then, can you put one of those special challah covers that say Shabbos and Yantiv on a challah, around the challah, hatmara b'miktas, hatmara b'kuloi, these are things. What about a crockpot? We need to discuss with Rabbi Pesin a crockpot. How do you use a crockpot in our days? It's hatmara, you're burying the whole thing. So some people say you have to take silver foil or something like that, rocks, make a small little ball. How big is the ball? Is, could it be like this? I peeked in my wife's crockpot, it wasn't so gishmak, it was kind of flat already. What's the shear in order to make this? You know, because the, the, the Achreinim, like Rabbi Yashiv, they say you have to put something underneath to pop out the crockpot from the top if you want to use a crockpot. And then Yisrael Goldstein from New York in the B&H warehouse was telling us that they have this crockpot, and my wife said, yes, in America this is what she used. It's a crockpot, but it doesn't, it's not buried. It just lays on a flat kind of blech, and it works like a crockpot. That's not a problem of Atmana. That's what I guess they're using. Why don't they bring that into Israel? All right, so maybe we should have a shir halachla maisa about atmana. If the oilum is interested, one evening, not not in, not negate uh, to the shir, but the oilum from the shir, we could do a whole Zoom thing with Rabbi Pesin. He's already familiar with Zoom, and uh, it could be great. Says the says the Mishnah. So if you covered it and it became uncovered, you're allowed to cover it. Taisa says even if you uncovered it before Shabbos. So you covered it before Shabbos, you uncovered it before Shabbos, so you're allowed to recover it on Shabbos. So, let's do the reverse. What about if you want to make sure that your cold drink doesn't remain, doesn't get hot from the heat. So you take your cold drink and put it on, you insulate it. The same thing that you're doing for heat, you're doing for cold. Is that okay? Not okay. Says the mission, it's okay. So Rav Yehuda basically, Omar Shmuel, the name is Shmuel, and Amira comes around and says the same thing that the Mishnah says. You're allowed to bury, you're allowed to insulate a cold drink. Rashi says that it shouldn't become hot. It's Machal learn Rashi. Shouldn't become hot. Omar Rav Yosef, Michael Mashmulan, Tanino, what is he adding to the Mishnah? You don't understand? He's adding a lot. Maybe it's only referring to water. Ketone. Ketone is, is a jug of water. So water, usually you don't heat up water by burying it, by insulating it. You want to heat up water, you put it on the oven. But let's say food. Food, you need to give it a little touch, a little zap of some heat, so that you could bury it and that's enough. So over there I would say, might be different with, with food than drink, kamashmalon, anything, even food. If you don't want food to cool off, to heat up, you want to insulate it from the sun, you're allowed to put it in a blanket or something. Omer avun omer rab, also lahat comes rab and says, no, 
you're not allowed to insulate cold, just like you're not allowed to insulate hot. But Rebbe said you could, like Hashim. Once Rebbe heard from Rebbe Yossi that it's also, he took it back. What, was, what happened? So Rebbe said and said, you're not allowed to do hatmana with cold. And then, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Rebbe, time out, he raised his hand. My father, Rabbi Yaisi, said, you're allowed to do hatmana with cold. So Rebbe said, if that's what your father said, I accept it. I'm going to go with your father. Look how beautiful this is. Rebbe, when he heard about what Rabbi Yaisi said, he rather he took it back and he went with Rabbi Yaisi. Why? What's the big thing? So maybe Rabbi Yaisi was greater than Rebbe. And that's why he took it. That's why, that's why he, he regretted what he said. Says At the end of the day, if Rabbi Yossi was there in front of Rebbe, he would be nichna to Rebbe, he would subordinate himself to Rebbe. Rabbi Shmuel, the son, was instead of his father, he's as great as his father. Look, he was a Talmud to Rebbe. It's very interesting because Rashi says that Rabbi Yossi was greater than Rebbe. But he would be nichna to Rebbe because Rebbe was the Nasi. That's the big Chiddush. Rebbe, so again, Rabbi Yossi would be nichna to, to Rebbe because Rebbe was a Nasi. Tysus learns, no, that Rebbe was actually greater than Rabbi Yossi, that he started off not as great as Rabbi Yossi, but because he had Talmidim, so they, were, they made him sharper. They kept on throwing things at him, and eventually Rebbe got to become bigger than Rabbi Yossi, and that's even a greater Chiddush. Even though Rebbe was greater than Rabbi Yossi, he still took Rabbi Yossi's halacha, and he said that you're allowed to insulate cold drinks. Or cold food. Rav Nachman told his servant Doru, a famous servant. I believe I couldn't find it really, but I believe once we learned that uh, Rav Nachman said about Doru that he's like a good for nothing, like <laughs> he's worthless. Like he he eats he eats more than he's worth. Something like that. The Gemara said. All right, if somebody finds it, great. I couldn't. I just I did a search for Doru Avdi. It didn't come out. I didn't do a good search though. I did I did lid daru So it has to be a different search. Atmin lead So Rashi explains that if Nachman wanted to make a statement, he wanted to show everybody the halacha. So he tells the, the servant, do two things. First of all, Atmin Litsoinan, on Shabbos, I want you to insulate this cold drink, make sure that it doesn't get hot. And then get me some water. That was heated up by a guy. Why? Because there's no there's no bishul akum in hot water. You can have a guy heat up the water. When? On a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Nothing to do with Shabbos. On a, on a weekday. Rabbi Ami says, what's going on? Why is he making these halachas? Why is he doing this? 
Omar Rabbi Yosef, my time is What's the big deal? Rav Nachman was doing exactly like his own Rabbeim. Look, we had before that Shmuel says, you're allowed to insulate cold drinks. So he said exactly like his Rebbe said. Why, why, what's the kpeida? Why are you upset at Rav Nachman? Kirav, and then he did like Rav. Anything that you can eat as is, like water, you can drink as is. You don't need to cook it up. There's no, there's no bishul guy. There's no bishul akum. Says the Gemara, Usover Adam Choshev Shani, Rabbi Ami, who's makbid, is because he felt that Rav Nachman shouldn't take these kulas. There's a kula to. Is that my phone, by the way? Check the screen. No. So, Rabbi Ami, who felt that Rav Nachman shouldn't take a kula, and go with it. Yeah. In, to insulate cold drinks on Shabbos, let the Amaratsim do that. You, Godladar, shouldn't be showing people to be makal on Shabbos. To, 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 to use water that a guy cooked. Because then you'll come to do Other people say, oh, he's makal. So I could be makal in other things. You could do this. Tarabon. Avabisha Amroy. Yeah. Neil Janel. We have a new person. Neil Janel. Neil Janel. Shalom Aleichem, Neil Janel. Where is he from? He's originally from Los Angeles. Yeah. You know him? From the Valley. You're... I don't know him, but Rabbi Waxman, his son Waxman, uh, reminded me to, introduce, to welcome him. Again, Neil, who? What's his last name? Janel. 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 All right. Another Los Angeles. Yeah. Yaakov Citron is joining us on Zoom as well. Yaakov Citron, I was wondering where he is. He was really a Kavua until he got Corona. Then he came back for a few days. No, he didn't have Corona. He was in isolation. Sorry, he was in isolation. He's one of those guys that came back from uh, Europe and he had to sit in his room for 14 days before anybody did that. So he's here. Okay, beautiful. And, okay. Shkoyach. It's, it's Neil Jan Noll. And he's a YouTuber. He was a YouTuber, and now he's a Zoomer. You mean... Uh, so new. Ah, I, one of, not a YouTuber, like, like my son talks about the YouTubers, that they're multimillionaires, YouTubers. You, uh, you mean a guy that watches the share on YouTube. Okay, I got it. Tara Rabbanon. Ava Bishamru, ain't time ni mafilu b'davashem Moisif hevel m'shich ha-sheicha. In bala ha-sif, Moisif. So, it starts off saying that once Shabbos comes in, you cannot... Do what, Mona? You cannot insulate something. But if you already insulated, you already have a blanket, add another blanket. Keitza duaisa. So this is Machlekes showing him if you read these words, Keitza duaisa. Because if you say Keitza duaisa, then Rabbi Shimgam Liel is explaining the first line. If you take out these words, Keitza duaisa, so Rabbi Shimgam Liel is a new shita. He's, he's arguing with the first line. Okay. So, Ketzeduaisa. It says in my Gemara, Ketzeduaisa. Let's see on the side. It says, I am Betaisvis, the Loi Sinon. Okay. But the Rosh and other Rishonim are Gairus. Look inside Rashi. Dimba Maskel Glufkara. Coat. Rashi says coat. Glufkara is a coat. I guess in French. 
a coat is a coat. I don't know. So you take a, a thin sheet, a sadin, and you put a glufkarin. See, hear what's going on here. Reb Shem Gamliel holds that I can remove the sadin. I uncover the pot completely. I would think that if I uncover the pot, now I'm starting all over again. I'm doing a brand new atmana, and that should be usher, like some of you thought. No, Reb Shem Gamliel says no, it's okay. It's already tamon. Now I just want to upgrade my atmana. I want to do a better atmana. So I take off the sadin. I cover it with a, with a giant coat, and that's all good. So according to the Rosh, there's no arguing on that at all. Rabbi Shimon Leal is explaining the Tanakama. He, he's not, there's no Tanakama, it's just one line. How do you do it? You remove the sad in this. But according to Taisvis, this Noah might be saying, like the Tanakama here, that Tanakama holds, you should not remove it. You could add on top another layer, that's fine. But once you remove it, you're done with this Atmana. Although you could, if you, you could put it back in Atmana, so there would be a Shaila. I don't know like what the sheet is exactly. On Shabbos, Atmana on Shabbos is Asr, another Allah. Only that Kli itself. But if you already did you took the Klee Rishine and you poured it into another Klee. You made a Klee Shani. I don't know if you guys heard the joke last night. I thought it was a pretty good joke. Avi Mandelbaum said a great joke. I think it was Avi. He said that there was a brisker guy at his table and his kid, they gave him some soup and his kid took a spoonful of soup and he started screaming, Ay, ay, my mouth. So his father jumps up and says, Shake it! Get out of my house! Klee Shishi is not mevashel. How's it possible you burnt your tongue? Shake it, Sarois. Anyways, I think something like that, right? Barach, did I botch the joke? Klish, lishi, enim, vashel. Fine. So, the guy. One more, one more person, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeremy Gregg, Itasca, Texas. Jeremy Gregg. Okay. Says the Gemara. You're, you're, you could take from one hot dish, from one pot, and pour it into another one. So what's that? Mutter, says the Gemara, why? kuri This guy is going from a klirishan to klisheni. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. You know, he knows that if you make a coffee on Shabbos, you have to take one kli to the next kli. You can't just go directly from the, from the urn. So what is he doing? He's taking his, his, all his soup or whatever and he's pouring it to another bowl. He knows that he's cooling it off. So if he's cooling it off, but all of a sudden he, he's going to want to boil it up, he's going against from, uh, what he's doing here. He's, he, he's in a cooling process, not in a warming process, so therefore it's okay. He's not going to do that. That's not a problem. All right, now. Very simple. Toman vikiso bedover hanitol b'shavas. So let's say this is what he buries it in. You see this stuff, and this is what he's covering it with. So both this and this are not mukta. Oi toman. So then, obviously, if the cover is not mukta, the side is not mukta. I could just remove the cover. I have no problem getting to my path. I remove the cover, get to my pot. 
תומן וכיסו בדובר הניתו בשבס. אוי, תומן בדובר שאינו ניתו בשבס. Even if this is מוקצה, like we had yesterday, he has גיזי צמר, he wants to use it tomorrow to sew something up. So it's מוקצה, but וכיסו בדובר הניתו בשבס. But this cover is not מוקצה. Again, not a problem. I could get to my pot. I lift this up and get to my pot. So I get my pot. I'm done with what I do. I put it back into the into that tomorrow. However, what if this is mukta? How am I going to get to my pot? The point is, I don't care so much about the side. I don't care about the toman. I care about the kiso. I'm going to get to my pot if I can't remove this lid. So. I'm up a creek. I, I'm stuck. The only way to get to my pot is if I open up my oven that has a light in it. I can't open up my oven that has a light in it. I can't get to my pot if, if this, this, this cover is mukta. So I'm done. This is a little bit of a problem to understand. How do we, how do we figure this out exactly? So Rashi has a question. There's a halacha later on that if a guy has a barrel and on the barrel there's a stone, I don't want to get to my wine, so I tip the barrel over and the stone falls off. So why can't I tip my whole pot over and the cover falls off and then I get to my pot? It's kilachar yad. I'm doing it b'shinui. I'm allowed to tip. Why can't I tip the thing off? It's a great question. So Rashi says the that when it comes to a stone. I forgot that I had a stone there. So I'm allowed to knock it off. But over here, I didn't forget that there's a cover. I put the cover on on purpose. I can't do something on purpose and then say, oh, I have to remove it with a shinui. That's how Rashi learns. Okay, now going back to this step right over here. So how do we figure this out? So some Rishonim learn, Achroinim, uh, that is, that if... There's a little bit of a, you could peek and see a little bit of the pot. What does that help me? I mean, the, what's the problem here? The pro, to, to understand this, I don't have great answers, but I'll tell you what the problem is. So the, the halacha is that if you could see the, the cover a little bit, then I could get to it and I could remove it. But why? I'm still moving mukta. It's still tiltum and and Rashi just explained that you cannot do tiltum and atzah because you did it on purpose. So what good does it serve me that I could see a little bit of it? So some Akronim explain that since I could see a little bit, so he wasn't makzadaitai, he had in mind to get to it. Or, uh, whatever, okay, we'll just stay with that one. Something to the point that, since you could see it, so you're allowed to do tiltum and because you could get to it, you could get to the kosher part, and from the kosher part, there's no is to do tiltum and If the whole thing is mukta and to do tiltum and that would be awesome. Something like that. I don't have a clear, clear shot. Anyway, so what does it say over here? If it was exposed slightly, you could remove everything and put it back. But if not, you're not allowed to. All right, next sugya. Nun Aleph Amit Beis. By the way, just in a few lines, we're going to be done with Hatmana and Bishul. 
And we're going to go into a whole brand new sugya of Hitzah. Unrelated. So this is it. We're done with Hatmana. If you have this flax that's daka, very thin, it's, it's like manure which is moisif hevel. You can't use it on Shabbos. You can't do Hatmana. Says Gemara, Menichim Mecham Algabi Mecham. I could put one urn, which is made out of, Rashi says, Nechoshes, it's made out of copper, a metal urn on top of a metal urn, Ugdeira Algabi Gdeira, and Gdeira is made out of earthenware. So I could put one on top of the other. So Rashi really is not Gurus. He starts off saying these words, Avaloi, but he says, you don't, You're not Gurus it. Gdeira Algabi Mecham, Umecham Algabi Gdeira. Did I print it? Oh, here. Hold on. Last second print. This is what it would look like in case you need a visual. This is Klicheres. This is Erdenware. And this is Nechoshes. So this could go on top of this, and this could go on top of that. Not a problem. L'chaira. There might be a tzad to say that since a Gdeira is hotter than a Mecham, so you cannot put it underneath the Mecham. That was, that's why it says Avaloi. Fine. So this shita is mechulik on what we just said before that it's aser like the beginning of Rebbe sort of that it's aser to to insulate cold. But at the end Rebbe said you could insulate cold like he took it back because Rabbi Yossi said or meraskin. Miraskin with a samach, yes. Be miraskin, you cannot crush. Loisa shelig, loisa borod. You can't take snow or in our days ice. Bishavis, bishvil, shiazuvu meimov. So deliberately to melt your ice is also. Avol noisen ulatoicha kois or ulatoicha kaaro ve'enoi choishes. You're allowed to take an ice cube like we do and put it into your soda. Or in Chicago, they like to say, into your pop. Whatever. Be it as it may be, into your water. You let it take ice, put it into your water. Why? Because you're not, you're not melting it deliberately. You're putting it, it's going to melt by itself. Now what about the question that we had all the way in the beginning? What if you have this bowl of ice and it melted by itself? You didn't put it in the sun. Are you allowed to drink that cold water that comes out of it? Is it? No, you let it not. So, I skipped. What did I skip? Ah, the dough. Very good. Let's go back. Shkoyach. I see Eli Dykman is paying attention. Some people, uh, more than one person. Okay, let's go back. So you take some dough and you, right over here, you take dough and you put it over here. That's okay. Where do you get the dough? You made the dough before Shabbos. And that's going to keep the heat inside. Wow. Okay, so that was a pretty big skip. So you're allowed to do so in order to keep the heat in, not in order to make it hotter. Okay. So let's go back to the ice. So it says in the Ramah, that you're allowed to drink it, like Noam said, and the Mechaber says you're not allowed to drink that water. 
Okay? So that so it is machlokes, really. Is that water that was melted from ice cube by itself, is that considered noilet or not? Us Ashkenazim could drink it. You guys, Svardim, cannot drink it. Hajun aloch bametoimnim. Hajun aloch bametoimnim. Hajun aloch bametoimnim. All right. If you look in Taisvis right over here, the first Taisvis in this parak, a human cannot let his animal do melacha on Shabbos, like carrying from one rishus to another rishus. That would be awesome. It says in the Pazik, And there's another problem. Making your animal move, screaming at it that it should go, is also an iser. Fine. But that, that's behem toy. Fine. Anyways, there's an iser to have your animal do haitzah. To go out in Rosh Rabim for Amas with a package on its back. To go from Rosh Rabim to Rosh Hashanah, to Rosh Hashanah, to Rosh Hashanah, to Rosh in the middle. Yeah. Now, we have another paragraph afterwards. That's on Dafnun Zayin, just a few daf away. This week we're going to get to it. What can an animal go out? Now, if it's part of the malbush of the animal, it's okay. So, here's an afsar. It all depends on the type of animal and what is normal for the animal to go out with. So this is an afsar, this whole device here. A camel could go out with an afsar. Vinaka, naka is a female, I don't even know how to call it, a dramdere, something like that, the, 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 the article says. The kids are, it's, a, it's a camel that has one hump. It's a crazy kind of camel. It's a wild camel. It needs special type of protection. In order for you to control it, this is what you do. It seems pretty... Uh, not so humane. But anyways, you, you take a, a piece of metal, you put it through its nose, and that's it. You can control it like that. It's not going to want to rip its nose off, and you take it where you want to take it. V'naka b'chatom. Chatom is, the Gemara is going to explain, chatom is a nose ring. V'luvdikin b'prumbiyo. So, a, a luv, as the, the mission is going to, the Gemara is going to describe, a, a donkey from luv, from Egypt, it's this metal, like they, they use that today in a horse. You know that piece of metal that goes right in here? And if you pull it to the right, so then it goes right, pull it to the left. But it's a piece of metal in its, in its jaw. See, it goes right in here. That's what it looks like. That's prumbia Vesus Besher. As the mother can describe, it's like, one, like a collar for a dog. If you're a type of animal, like a dog that goes out with a collar, you're allowed to take it out with a collar, and you're allowed to pull it with a collar. There's no mechamer, whatever. Now we're going to jump into the halacha of Tumah. If that device becomes Tomei, it touched a dead person, you're allowed to take the ashes of the paraduma and sprinkle it, even though it's still on your horse. You take the horse, you dunk its head into the mikvah, and it becomes tar. You don't have to worry about it being on the horse, and maybe chatzitz or whatever. 
put it in like that. Says the Gemara, my Noko Bachatam. What's this device, Noko? Who is a Noko? First of all, what kind of animal is a Noko? And what's a Chatam? It's a female, Chivarti, she's white. Bizmama de Parzla. Okay? So you're talking about this guy. This is a female white donkey and a metal, a metal ring here. Taisa says, Luba is Egypt. So it has that thing that I showed you, this guy, metal, metal piece. Huh? A bit, a metal bit, says Mayor. Levi Levi sent money all the way to Chizai, very far away from where he lived. He wanted the Rolls Royce donkey. You know, in those days they didn't have cars, everybody, the one that had the better, stronger donkey, could go quicker and cut people off, he won. So he wanted a luba. Tsaru Shadrule Sare. They wrapped up his money, sent it right back where it came from, and as a little token of appreciation, they sent him a Ziploc bag with barley. And they told him, basically, buy any donkey you want, the trick is you feed him barley. Lemaymar, to, to tell him, denigre de chamara sare. You want him to be strong, just feed him barley. Om Rabbi Yudam Shmuel, machlifin lifni Rabbi. Shazu bezu ma'u. What if I flip it around? I take this crazy white donkey that's uncontrollable, the only way I can control her is with this nose bit, and I give her an afsar. I give her a lower level type of protection. Or I take a a calm, domesticated horse, and instead of giving him this, I give him a nose ring. Now, the, there's a problem on both of those for Shabbos. What are you doing with this camel? She's a wild camel. You're not going to be able to control her with the afsar. What she needs is a nose ring. You gave her the wrong device. Wrong device is tiltal on Shabbos. Maybe put a crown on her head, maybe do something else. I mean, what's the difference? You're not going to be able to control her. She's giving her, she's carrying something that is not effective, and therefore it's carrying on Shabbos. What if I overdo it? I'm, I'm extra careful. I take a regular camel that I can control with an afsar, with this uh, pink thing over here, and instead I go all out and I, I, I pierce its nose and I put in a, a nose ring. Is that too much? Extra weight, is that considered carrying? No, I want to be extra cautious. This is what my father said. Perhaps I could be medaik in what my father said. He said there's only four animals that go with the pink thing. Hasus, vapered, and a mule, vagomo, vachamor. Why did he say only four? To tell me that a camel is not allowed to go out with something extreme, like a nose ring. No, to tell me the lower case, the simple case. That's Pashat. That's, that was Pashat the Gemara, that if, I, if I'm putting something that's not effective on an animal, that's carrying, that's Osir. You're not allowed to have your animal carry on Shabbos. You put something silly on it. You put a little string on a... 
a thread on a, on a, on a camel. It's going to snap it. It's, it's, uh, you can't do that. Yeah, on, a, on an elephant, we understand if you take a little string like this, uh, uh, a, a jump rope, and you tie it to an elephant. Is that, is that effective? No. So it's carrying for the elephant. So too, for this camel, uh, a regular avsar is carrying. It says in the Braisa that a luv donkey could go out with the avsar. So Tysus asks right away, hey, this is a great raya, because the Mishnah says on a luv that you have the, the mouth bit. The bit is much more than an avsar. So you see that it could go heavy. On some, I could contr- Here the Braisa says I can control a luv with uh, the pink thing. This simple thing. To put a bit through its mouth over here, not through, but its lips and everything, that's even more extreme. But it says in our Mishnah you can use the extreme. So that means I could, go, I could step it up. It's not considered carrying. So Taisa says, no, they, that's how they used to do it in those days. They would use either or. It's not, a, it's not more extreme or less extreme. It might be a little bit more extreme, but that was normal. So you can't bring a raya from here. Anyway, it says the Gemara Ketanoi, En chayo yoytza besugar. An animal, what's a chayo? Rashi says, a beer. Let's say you have a beer. And these things are, if, I don't know if you ever stood next to one of these um, stuffed beers, but like they're eight feet tall. They're massive. So, you cannot tie a rope to it. It'll take you and the rope, and you're not going to control the beer. You can barely control a German Shepherd. How are you going to control a beer with a rope? No, Chanani says anything. If you're talking about a beer, over here Rashi says beer. If you're talking about a beer or a lion, yeah, like in the safari, we're going back to the safari, Baruch Hashem, an opportunity to talk about a lion. So the guy told me, you don't, you don't pet a lion, you whack it as hard as you can, basically. Sounds like, boom, and the lion doesn't even budge. And that's what the lion enjoys. It's like a schmack for the lion when you whack with her. So you, you take this chayig doyla, misagilo besugar, it's not going to help. A rope is not going to help at all. And that's carrying. El Talking about a small little animal like a weasel, like a, like a rat. You have a pet rat on a leash. Misagilo sugar. So, then it's great. A cat. The what? Cats don't want to run away. So each animal, as explained by Rashi, is different. An animal that wants to run away, so you need something stronger. An animal that doesn't want to run away, you need something weaker. An animal that's just too big for you, then it's scary. You can just wrap a little string around its neck, the cat, and it's enough. So this rope is way too big for it. And Hanani says, no. You could go, go heavy. You want to be careful, you can go with a, a, a thicker rope. It's not a problem. Should we stop here? I mean, it's already 8.03. Rabbi say stop here. What do you say? Noam, you're the final say. He doesn't know. Okay, keep on going. Okay, two minutes. Omer Avuna Barchia. Read another line. Omer Avuna. Yeah, it's not another line. Omer Avuna Says the Gemara story. We'll finish all the story. They're going on the way. Don't you hate that when the guy cuts you off? And that causes what we call road rage. 
Cholash daiti the rabbi Baravuna. His donkey cut him off, and now Ravuna was upset. He thought that he's saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm greater than you. You shouldn't be going in front of me." Omar Emele Milsa. Let me let me appease him. Let me calm him down. And Tosis explains. We learned in brachas. Remember in brachas, we said you're allowed to go in front of somebody unless you're going into one of these doorways. But so Tosis says, "Yeah, but if you're going together with somebody, you're on the way with somebody, then you have to make sure not to go ahead of him if he's greater than you." Let me tell him something to calm down. Look at this bad donkey. Could I, could I use this, the, the, the bit in his mouth? This is what your own father said in the name of Shmuel. Chananya says I could go even heavy. I could go heavier than necessary. So Mela, yes, it's mutter. Okay, I got the hint. Your donkey is uncontrollable. That's why I went in front of me. I'm Michael you. Have a wonderful day. And now, Noam, take it away, please.